you're listening to the Wellness Cucina Podcast, where I give you tips and tricks about getting your family involved in the kitchen and making delicious and nutritious meals with ease. I'm Celestina, a chef, registered dietitian nutritionist, and a lover of good food, especially pizza. We think of holiday meals as a time for families to gather around the kitchen, to gather around a table to eat delicious food, to have good conversation, and to make memories. So why should family meals be reserved only for the holidays? What if you and your family could enjoy meals together during the week throughout the rest of the year? So for many families, the family meal has kind of been put on the back burner. And as long as hungry kids are fed, that seems to be all that matters. Parents may eat after the littles go to bed or kind of divide and conquer the nighttime routine. With everyone in the family having different schedules, long work hours, and early bedtimes, it can be nearly impossible to make dinner, clean up, and get everyone to bed, let alone have time to sit down for a family meal. And prioritizing family meal time can be really challenging, especially with everyone's evening and nighttime routines. But it's time to start having family meals again. Family mealtime shouldn't be a special thing that you only do during the holidays. You and your family can enjoy meals together all year long. I get it. We all have these crazy schedules, whether we're working from home or we're going from one after school activity to another or we're commuting. But it all boils down to what your family's priorities are. Family mealtimes aren't just great for spending time with your family, but they can also provide your children with a ton of benefits from preschool age all the way through high school. Your preschooler can learn new words from just listening to the family interact. School age and high schoolers can see even better outcomes in school simply by having meals together as a family. Not having meals together can actually put your kids at more risk for dangerous behaviors. Aren't you tired of missing out on learning more about each other's days? You have at least 16 opportunities throughout the week to eat together as a family. And let's be real, no one wants to miss out on quality family time. Real talk, you're probably thinking, I don't even know where a family meal would even fit into my busy schedule. And that's where breaking it down into smaller, more manageable steps helps. I've broken this down into three easy steps that can help you and your family start eating together this week or even today. Because eating together as a family is actually a lot more simple than you think. One, aim for just one meal a week. Like I mentioned earlier, you have at least 16 different opportunities to eat together. That's seven breakfasts, seven dinners, and weekend lunches. And that's not even including snacks. Just choosing one of those 16 opportunities can bring you and your family closer. Maybe you have more time on the weekends, so maybe that'll be a better time for you and your family to come together. Perhaps you have a little extra time in the morning and having a family breakfast is more feasible for you than having a family dinner. It's gonna be really whatever works best for you and your family, but ensuring that you guys are getting some quality time together. If you find that cooking and having a meal is way too overwhelming, that's okay. You can order in, you can take out, and I know this sounds crazy coming from me, but this is really important in building a foundation for you and your family and just the, the relationships that you guys are building. So 
do whatever is going to make it easier for you to get a family meal in, even if that means having to order in or take out. Once you have family meals down to once a week, then you can focus on things that you maybe like to improve on. So first off, just aim on trying for once a week. Then you can build upon it. Ask yourself, what would you want to work on? If there was one small change, what could that be? Are you willing to try new foods? Are there different ways that we can maybe have more fun and engaging conversation at the table? Maybe talk about what goes on in each other's days or talking about the news or talking about who you are as a family and what your family values and identities are. So ask yourself, what would one small shift or addition to family dinner be? And what realm would you want to do it in? This comes all after you've figured out what days work for you to have family dinner. And remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. Aim for once a week, and likely you'll be able to find more times to fit in meals as you progress. And it doesn't have to be perfect. The food doesn't have to be perfectly cooked. You don't have to have perfect manners. The reality of it is, is that food is just the vessel for enjoying this time with your family and building those relationships where your kids can feel free to speak and be heard and same with you, vice versa. That's what we're trying to do here. Which leads me to my second point. Number two, engage in conversation. So with the little ones, that may be challenging, right? So in the beginning, if this is new, just aim for five to 10 minutes of them sitting at the table and that'll be your goal. Like. It doesn't have to be more overwhelming than that. And then with some of the older kids, right? So even instead of asking just like, how was your day? And then you get, it was fine. And like the lack of elaboration, find different games to engage in conversation. One in particular is a rose, a thorn, and a bud. So a rose is something funny or positive that happened throughout the day. A thorn is something difficult or challenging. And a bud is something that that's on the horizon that you can hope will happen tomorrow. So this is a really fun way to learn more about each other's days, really looking at the highs and the lows and then something that you're looking forward to. And if you guys are looking for more games to play just to start up conversation at the table, I actually have a link in the show notes to the familydinnerproject.org. They have, I think like a, literally a year's worth of games on their site to play at dinner with your family. So I highly recommend that you check that out. And if you find that you can't get your kids or your family away from the screen at dinner, that's okay. If you can't beat them, join them, right? I'm not saying sit there in silence and zone out to the TV, but you can use different movies, for example, to engage. So there's actually one account that I heard a Harvard professor talk about, and she was saying that this dad found it really challenging to get his his boys engaged on the weekend uh, for family meals because all they wanted to do was have screen time. So he brought them all into the kitchen. They ended up making a ratatouille over pasta, and then they watched the movie Ratatouille together. While watching the movie, they they paused it. They compared what they made to what the people in the movie made, and they had actual conversation about what was happening. And that's just one example. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a food-related movie to have that kind of conversation. For example, if your kids really enjoy Frozen, 
that can be something like a princess meal or just call it a princess meal. And that can be something that you have a conversation about while watching the movie. So there's a lot of different ways to engage the family in all of this. And three, get the family involved. This is a little bit easier as your kids grow older, right? So your older kids can get involved in the planning, in the cooking, even in the table setting process. This can be a really good way to engage older kids and teenagers, giving them a little bit more autonomy and having them choose the menu, or maybe having them cook one meal a week, or having them choose a course, or even finding a country that you're interested in and picking out some menus and dishes from that country. If you guys remember, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, traveling the world through food. It can be a really fun way to engage the family and bring that conversation back to the table. Really engaging your kids, whether it be in the food aspect of things or even asking your child to make a playlist of their favorite songs for dinner. Just something to get them talking and excited about sharing their knowledge with you. So focusing on that good and then trying to avoid some of the conversations that may upset your child or your teenager. Saving those conversations for after dinner so that dinner is more of the enjoyable time rather than the oh, why did you get a D on this exam, for example, time. Try and split those two times up to make sure that dinner is always going to be enjoyable, there's always a positivity around it, and then you can have some of the more serious conversations later. Remember, it's really going to be individualized based off of what's going to work best for you and your family. But I highly encourage you to make time for at least one family meal a week where you can have good conversation and truly spend time together. Imagine you and your family laughing, sharing stories together around the table, all while you're enjoying a meal together. Those are going to be meals and memories that last a lifetime. Family meals shouldn't be put on the back burner. Take one step towards having meals together as a family today. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Reach out via email at cbrunettywellness at gmail.com to leave comments or tell me about show topics you'd like to hear. Check out Wellness Cucina's Instagram at chef underscore RDN for cooking tips, recipes, and IGTV videos that relate to the podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about how you and your family can have time for family meals at home, even with the busiest of schedules, book a complimentary call with me. Link is in the show notes. <laughs>